Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Is It Queer?, where we'll chat about queer relationships, breakups, pop culture, astrology, and anything that comes to mind, really. Um, I would love to interview real experts on some of the topics at some point, so if you're interested, just get in touch. And in the meantime, I guess I'll be interviewing my friends. Anyway, let me introduce myself to all of you wonderful listeners. I don't want to sound delusional, so I know that especially right at the start, it's just going to be probably, I don't know, three of us. But, you know, there could be one, there could be five, there could be a hundred people in the room, but everyone is welcome. And I really hope that with time, this can become a space that people feel, feel free to interact with. A little disclaimer before I start the episode. I just want to say that this feels scary. Um, I'm super excited about it. I couldn't be more excited, but it also feels very scary. It's like I'm throwing myself into the deep end. And I know it's going to be okay, but, you know, I still have that sort of... Uh, fear but like positive fear anyway let's not make it weird so going back to the presentation my name is Stefania I am a 32 year old queer woman living in London originally from Sicily in the south of Italy I don't know how familiar some of you might be with Italian culture but it's quite different from the UK um, I grew up in a small town I would say in a conservative Christian Catholic society where being gay was never an option. So obviously when I found out that my sexual orientation wasn't fully aligned with what society was expecting from me, uh, that's when my struggle started. I didn't know what to do. I was closeted for a few years and then after I finished uni I decided to move to London. And that's when my life changed completely. You know, that was just a dream come true. I've always considered London my safe place. And I know that to some extent, it has been a safe place for me. However, kind of recently, I would say over the last 10, 12 months, I realized that despite being in a place where I have complete freedom of expression and I don't have to ask for permission from anyone if there's anything I want to say, if there's anything I want to do. Uh, you know, I can just be whoever I want. Um, but yeah, despite all of this, I was still holding back. And I couldn't understand why. And when you sort of repress certain thoughts that, that don't just stay in your mind, they become quite physical. So I got to the point where lots of things became harder than they were supposed to be. So I decided to figure out what was going on. And yeah, I realized that a lot of layers, a lot of traits, certain things were just repeated patterns that I sort of created for myself in order to survive in the world, essentially. I had so many things that, that were just like steaming from my childhood, my teenage years, that I still couldn't get rid of. And it's interesting because 
I've always thought that I was really in touch with my feelings and my emotions, but I didn't realize how many questions I actually had to ask myself in order to get to the next stages of my life. Also, another disclaimer, I'm a Libra with a Virgo rising, so everything is usually more complicated than it should be. So that's, I think, I feel like that's an important trait. But anyway, very, very confusing time of my life. And then I think it was at the end of May, I finally decided to, to go to therapy. It's something that I had been wanting to do for a long time, but I was feeling quite nervous about it. And I don't want to sound cliche, but we all know how you know, like there's still so much stigma about it. So I, I don't know, like I wasn't, I wasn't ready to start. And then uh, after talking to one of the, of the most important people in my life who had been going for, for a few years, he was like, I think you should try it. Um, it's going to be a life changing experience. Now, whenever I'm faced with that sort of that kind of statement, I'm always a bit like, oh, is that going to change my life? Um, yeah, I mean, it actually did. I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. Uh, but yeah, it absolutely changed every single part of my life. It literally just went upside down. Sometimes we think that we know ourselves. Um we think that we're, we're being introspective and actually we are not. There is this very interesting thing that I just learned recently which kind of blew my mind and that's that sometimes as people, as human beings, we, we tend to intellectualize our feelings, meaning that we avoid uncomfortable emotions by focusing on the logic rather than the feeling itself. And... That was like such a huge epiphany because that really helped me understand some of the people I've been around and uh, some of the situations that I've been in. Knowing this, uh, does this make things easier? Does it make the outcome of certain things better? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But it's a good starting point for, for observation. So I would personally recommend therapy to literally anyone, maybe even just to perfect the art of opening up, you know? So unless you're this super emotionally evolved person, just do it, give it a go, because it's really gonna help. So yeah, when I started a few months ago, I was in a complete different space. And I had no idea how things were going to go and, and what was going to happen. For example, I thought I was in the right place with the right person and, and that didn't work. Um, sometimes relationships have different endings from, from what we expected, you know, when we got together with someone. And it's not necessarily because one person was bad and the other person was good. Um, there are so many layers Sometimes people grow apart, love fades and gets replaced by, by other feelings. So being with someone romantically, I feel like it's one of the hardest things to do because it requires so much hard work on a daily basis, a very solid structure and, and constant communication. So 
relationships are beautiful, but there's also like a lot of hard work in order to, to, to maintain them. And when you're going through lots of changes, that can become overwhelming. Also, an important thing to keep in mind is that even when breakups are consensual, uh, you know, agreed on both parties, it's like, yeah, very mature. We can't be together because we're, we both have so much stuff to work on. Even in that case, you're going to have a shit ton of stuff to process. There's going to be so many stages to go through. Now, according to our friend, the internet, these stages are shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger, bargaining, sorrow. And I know that they sound awful, but it gets better because then we have acceptance, disengagement, and moving on. So yeah, quite a lot of work to do. Now, I know that especially if you're at the, at the beginning of this journey, it can be quite overwhelming. You can be like, oh, how am I going to get through this? But please, please, please just keep going and trust the process. There's going to be a moment, I promise you, when one day you wake up or, I don't know, you're out with your friends writing your journal or painting like your masterpiece and you're going to go from sad to, oh my God, wait, I feel good now? I'm back? And that, that feeling, that sensation is going to be priceless. So please, please, please just keep going because you will get there even sooner than you expected. Now, given my current situation, I thought it would be relevant, maybe, uh, to talk about how to get over a breakup while trying to keep all the pieces of your life together. I'm obviously not a relationship expert. I actually would say that now I have zero expertise in relationships, romantic relationships, but... um, yeah, you know, maybe I, I just want to share some of the things that I've been doing and maybe someone can relate or someone can be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can try that. We'll see. Let me know how you get along. Um, also, I've been talking to like quite a few people over the last weeks slash months and literally no one is staying together. I've heard so many stories about people, you know, being in long-term relationships and then breaking up and going through huge, massive life changes. And I don't know what's going on. I mean, we're obviously going through this massive energetic shift and and most of us probably needed it. And I know that it it might feel a bit intense, but um, I just want to think that something better is coming for all of us, you know, probably we needed this sort of reshuffle. And yeah, something greater is about to show up for sure. But yeah, anyway, before I start this list, I just want to say that, of course, I understand how lucky I am to be living in London. As Londoners, we're so spoiled because there is this constant stream of distractions, this constant stream of things to do. So it kind of makes it easier. So thank you, London, as always, for being a savior. But anyway, so the first point I'm going to share with you, um, we can be in any city in the world to do this. 
So as soon as I broke up, I knew that, of course, I was quite vulnerable and I was feeling hypersensitive about, about a lot of subjects. So one of the things I did was I deactivated my social media accounts for a little bit. That helped me a lot because I, I couldn't deal with any background noise at the po- at that time. Um, I just needed to to be very very focused on my journey, and I didn't want to see anything that could potentially hurt me. So yeah, I deactivated everything apart from one thing, and that was TikTok. Now I stay there because none of the people I know actually use TikTok, and it's such a fun platform. I wanted to be, obviously, didn't want to be like on, on TikTok for 10 hours a day. But what I did is that I allowed myself an hour a day of queer TikToks, um, videos about astrology, videos about, I don't know, like anything that could relate to, to my situation. And that felt really good. There was a moment when the algorithm was just serving me videos about queer breakups and it's funny I'm like okay um most of them were sort of like they weren't like intense they weren't sad uh videos it was from a comedic point of view and then I would just read the comments and I would see how everyone was just going through the same stuff so that kind of helped me a little bit and then there are so many amazing queer creators out there so actually hopefully you know, maybe I'll be able to interview some of my favorite ones on the podcast one day. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, obviously, it can become quite addictive, you know, if you're just in bed, like scrolling through everything. So just make sure that you just have a set time and then you also stay away from your screen as much as you can. I don't want to sound like a boomer, (laughs) please. But yeah, just make sure that you you also go out, go for walks, make a nice meal for yourself, uh, invite a friend over, call someone that you love, you know, just make sure that you are actually also experiencing the real life because that's what's going to get you to the next stages. Now, one thing to remember is that even if you try to remove certain things from your life even for a short period of time there's always a small chance that you might accidentally see something that you don't want to see and that can make you feel sad again or whatever Uh, in that case just be gentle to yourself be kind to yourself because you are in a very vulnerable space you're hurt so if you slip up um, don't, don't be too hard on yourself because these things happen and you know you're gonna get better at some point but if you don't feel better right away that's also completely fine now the second thing I've been doing which is more interesting than me not being on social media uh, also I'm not a celebrity so who cares but anyways um, I decided to actively put myself out there because I've I've been an introvert my whole life, I thought that there were certain things that I couldn't do. And oh my God, was I wrong? Absolutely, yes, I was wrong. So 
in lots of situations, for example, in social situations, I would never start a conversation unless someone came up to me because I was very shy, I would say. And now one of my favorite things to do is to just talk to people. Um, what I do is um, I'm really getting myself out of my comfort zone. But I always, of course, like I still trust my gut. I'm not saying just go out there and do anything that doesn't feel safe but yeah in my case what I'm doing is I go to random events like stuff that probably I would have never considered before and then I go there I meet people I have like amazing conversations and all of that is making me realize how much beauty there is in the world it's also so interesting to see how each person has a different perspective a different take on life and and just by opening up there are so many more opportunities that like come your way it could be emotional opportunities it could be anything really but um, it is amazing so yeah this was a huge step and I'm glad I made it and now thanks to that over the last few months I've, I've built up a new circle of friends which I'm super proud of because I finally feel like I found my people and it feels incredible. I'm so happy about that. So yeah, if you can, if you feel comfortable and you see someone that you really feel some sort of connection with, or you just want to have a chat with, just go, just go and, and, and chat. There's always a chance that you go try to talk to someone and that person is not interested. They, they don't want to, they don't want to have, they don't want to talk to you. They, they don't want to interact. And that's also fine, but I feel like we are always so scared of rejection and that really stops us from having fun, from experiencing life. And who cares if out of 10 people, one, two are like, oh no, sorry, mm, I'm not interested. Who cares? I feel like also having that sort of experience just, just gets us out of our comfort zone and helps us build confidence so it's a good thing to do for any person that doesn't want to that doesn't like you maybe there's going to be 15 more they're going to be like please let's be friend also uh, this statistic I just made it up in my mind but I feel like that is the ratio so yeah trust me okay anyway now third thing I've been doing which is the one I was the most nervous about because after being in a relationship for five years, I was like, am I going to be able to still do it? And that is dating. I know that dating in London deserves at least, I don't know, two more episodes. And I'll do that. Uh, I actually spoke to some friends the other day and they agreed on... They, they're going to share their stories with us. So they're going to be on the podcast. I don't know when, but in one of the future episodes. And I'm so excited about that because I know that it's going to be really fun. But yeah, in the meantime, I just want to share very briefly what I've been doing in terms of dating. Uh, yeah, as I just said, I thought it was going to be quite scary. But even there, I feel like once you get into the rhythm, it's all good. I personally don't find it uh, nerve-wracking. I know that it, it, it can be 
it can be for certain people and I completely understand why. But yeah, I usually feel okay when I go on a date. Um, there is that first part when you meet someone and at the very beginning you're sort of welcoming each other into that space that you're just creating together and you start chatting and you are invited into someone else's universe and and I feel like that's such a beautiful thing obviously that doesn't happen all the time you're gonna be on dates where you just don't feel the vibe and that's also okay you know don't force yourself if, if you go on a few dates and they don't work that's also fine because it's gonna take a while before you stop comparing or just simply before you start feeling comfortable in that sense again so again let's not force anything um but yeah i've been dating people that i met through friends and people that i've been that i met at, like queer events i love a good queer party like it's always so much fun so actually if you have anything coming up please invite me because i'm always down for a good party but yeah i feel like like when i meet people in those spaces like uh, you know through friends or uh, at a party those settings usually work okay for me. Um, I also did another thing, which was spit dating. Now, I find spit dating so much fun. And I was talking to some friends. And apparently, I was the only one in my group that has ever done anything like that. Which I found it wild. <laughs> because, like, you literally done everything in your life but spit dating but anyway so i just want to share because of that because i feel like not that many people actually do it i just want to share like how i felt and what i did so i'm going to talk about two specific uh, experiences and they're a bit different um from one to another so the first time i went it was this queer spit date and it was really fun i went there and it wasn't it was more to find friends rather than a romantic relationship. Although, you know, if you feel like you felt like you liked someone, you could obviously tell them, I, I guess. But um, yeah, so the first time I went felt also liberating because, you know, something that I'd never done before. So yeah, I met two really good friends that I'm now always in touch with and we go to, again, parties, dinners. So that was really cool. I also feel like as queer people, I'm sharing this opinion because of like the situations I've, I've been in, in, in this sense. And like, I feel like as queer people, we're always very respectful of each other's boundaries, especially when we find ourselves in, in this spaces. So I went there, I wanted to make friends, I met friends and it just didn't feel, and it, and it didn't feel weird at all. So really, really happy. Like I, I left and I was like over the moon. Um, then there was another event I went to, which didn't feel as good, but that's mainly because I wasn't feeling good. I remember it was a, it was during the weekend. I don't know if it was a Saturday or a Friday, night and I don't know what was going on what was happening but all my friends were out of town I didn't want to stay home 
I was feeling quite sad. So I was like, oh, there is no way in hell I'm going to stay home and, and feel all of this. So I went. And as soon as I got to the place, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I was there. So I stayed. And the people I met, they were all really nice. But um, my heart wasn't there. And by that, I don't mean that I went to this speed date because I wanted to fall in love. That's not, that wasn't a plan. That wasn't my plan. But it's more like, you know, when you go somewhere and you just don't feel, um, you know, your presence is not there. Your energy is really low. And I was like, oh my God. So, and I'm sure that everyone knows how this sort of stuff works. But you get there, you usually meet like between five and ten people you you chat for like five minutes and then if you like them you're just gonna exchange numbers essentially and so yeah I, I went at the end of the night when I went back home I felt so empty but again that's just because instead of staying home with my feelings I was doing something that wasn't really that wasn't really what I should have done in that moment. And sometimes, and this is a lesson that I learned thanks to that experience, sometimes it's just good to just stop, take a break, see yourself from the outside or whatever perspective you wanna see yourself from. And I make sure that what you're doing is actually what you want to do, is actually what feels good in your gut, in your mind. and. There is nothing bad with stopping for a second. Uh, I know that being with our feelings is the hardest part, especially when you're trying to, to heal, when you're vulnerable. But if we don't feel our feelings, we're not going to be able to move on to the next stage. So it is painful, but it needs to be done. And then just do it for a little while and then you will feel better you know, you will get there. And once you get there, you're going to be like, I cannot believe it. I made it. Now, having said that, though, I love spit dates. Um, I actually want to organize some of them, maybe in the new year. Uh, yeah, that could be my project for 2022, because I think it's such a good way to meet people within the community. So yeah, could definitely do something with that. Uh, watch this space, because... I'll let you know how it goes. Anyway, we just got to the end of the episode. I can't believe it. If you made it to this point, thank you so, so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. I'm so happy. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did. And I will be back in a couple of weeks with some new stuff. So catch up then. Bye.